I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Jess Gorman, and I am a theater maker, and I'm also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide2stuff at gmail.com. And remember... We may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide 2, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. Jess, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? I have complicated feelings. Okay. Mostly. Tell me, tell me about those. Oh, sure, sure. Well, the base one is guilt because, uh, you know, like everybody else, I don't keep it. Do do you do you make resolutions and do you do it every year? I used to make a resolution every year and I think I stopped a few years ago. It had to have been a few years ago where I I was at a New Year's party and I, you know, yes, I was at a party mm-hmm. and someone asked, "Hey, what's your New Year's resolution?" and I think I said to be a little less sarcastic. <laughs> How did you do with that? Moving on. <laughs> I was, I, th- I feel like New Year's resolutions are a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Did you do New Year's resolutions as a, as a kid? Is that something that you your parents did? Or when did you first start doing them? I think I started doing them in my early teens. I, many, like, like many people, mine was to lose weight. Oh. Very harmful. Yeah, that's not. I no, it's not. I didn't learn until later on. I mean, like I grew up in the '90s and and the 2000s, right? So you know, low rise jeans were not my best friend. They, I, I hate those things. I hate that they're coming back, and it made me feel so terrible about myself. I didn't have the language that I have now. Now I understand how terrible of a thing that is to say about yourself. I just just. Now it is more so in all year, let's just learn to be, take care of myself. How about we just take care of yourself and leave it at that? And I've had a much better relationship with my body since, and it's great. Um, But other than that, like other New Year's resolutions, I think, no, that was kind of it. It was terrible. Not a great thing. I can tell you that. It was always lose weight? It was, oh, oh, I've had really, really bad body image for I know. Okay. Really bad. It's so, I mean, you were talking about low rise jeans. 
So low rise jeans were like about three people's friends. Like they, they were for like three people in the entire world and everybody else wore them and hated them. So if you are listening to this show and you're considering low rise jeans, just say no, as Nancy Reagan once told us to do about (laughs) drugs. But instead, this is more important. Just just let that let that trend go. Let's stick with let mid-rise go. and high-rise. Mm. Those, those yeah. mm, chef's mm-hmm. kiss. Low-rise? No. <laughs> I I was never really a New Year's resolution person. Mm. We didn't do it in my house. It wasn't a thing that we did. I didn't really have people around me when I was younger who did that. Um, in my teen years, young adult years, all that sort of thing. So it wasn't really something I did. Occasionally, I would flirt with it. Usually back in many years ago when I was doing bad things for myself and I was smoking, I would occasionally, when I decided that it was time to stop, I'd be like, this year, my New Year's resolution is to stop smoking. And so at midnight, that's my last cigarette. How did that go? Let me tell you something about quitting smoking. And the truth is that the first day, pretty easy. Second day, a little bit harder. The third day is when you start to go mental because that is the day that all of the nicotine finally leaves your body and you're there and your body is like, I want this back. And and suddenly you're like, I, I, I will do anything for one of those things. So it didn't go well. It did not go well at all. How long did it take you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it took me several attempts. I think I tried eight times and it would be like I would, I would be successful and then I would go for a little while and then uh, stress would happen at work or something like that and somebody would offer me a cigarette and I would say yes and I would be okay until one day you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to buy a pack, right? You're like, I'm okay, I can bum a cigarette now and then and then one day you buy a pack and you're back on the wagon. So it took several years of of trying because there wasn't like, oh, I failed, so I'm just going to get right back on. I was like, all right, so this is what I'm doing right now. I'm not ready to go back to trying again. What I eventually did was I used the patch and I had rushed through the patch in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd rushed through the patch. Like, like, how quickly can I get off of this? Like, reduce down. And you can't do that because you need long enough to break the physical habit, the the desire to put cigarette to lips. Right. Yeah. You need to you need to get over that and that takes that habit takes time oh for sure because it's the ritual right Mm -hmm. totally i i understand like my you know my husband steve was like that bless him he did really well um you know it did of course it took a few tries as well yeah i think it it took a really 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 bad hangover oh really oh oh, yeah it took Mm -hmm. a bad hangover to realize that i can't do this anymore i can't he did it. The truth of the matter is, and this is the difficult thing about nicotine, and for the most part, there are some days when I will smell cigarette smoke, and I'm like, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever smelled. Mm-hmm. And then every so often, I'm just like, that is the most beautiful smell I've ever smelled. Right? And it just hits. It just hits right, and you're like, this yeah. This is where people fall back on. This is where yeah. people go back to it, because as much as you can quit... And this is the thing about a lot of addictions, but your body remembers. A friend of mine years ago when I was trying to quit, she'd quit ages and ages ago. And I said, so tell me just so that I can prepare myself. When do you stop like wanting a cigarette? And she was like, oh, you don't. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're out there trying to quit smoking, just remember, it's not easy. So just for trying, good for you. That's right. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of guilt, too, that people give when someone's trying to quit. Oh, yeah. And, I, and the non-smokers don't get it. Like, I, I only smoked just for a little bit. Like, I, I wasn't long. Yeah. Man, I really liked it. Yeah. That's the thing is, I, I, I mean, if I'm completely honest, I still like it. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. There's something about it. I still like it. So, I know it's been like... Over 10 years, I still have that feeling of, of liking it, of missing it. So that's, I'm vigilant about that. Very good. Yeah. Occasionally when I travel, like when I go away, I would, I would like buy a pack of, I would buy a pack and I would smoke away because that's away from the everyday habit. But I knew that if I smoked at home, I would be right back on. No, totally. The last time I think my husband smoked was when we were on our honeymoon. We were, we were in the Dominican and we just, yeah. we got special cigars and we just, you know, and that was it. That was it. I love me a good cigar. <laughs> Absolutely. Who Definitely. don't? Well, what I think talking about the guilt, I think a lot of times we, we set ourselves up for failure with resolutions, right? You make the, you make the resolution, I'm going to go to the gym. And so, you know, gym memberships. The gyms are like hungry for that, that oh, thing. Yeah. You know, that's when they lock you in for a year and they know you're only going to come for maybe a week or so. But it's, and the people who are gym regulars hate the beginning of the year because there's this influx of people. But you make this, this, this promise to yourself and then it's hard to keep and you feel guilty when you stop. Yep. And, you know, it's always the promises that we make ourselves where it's so easy, right? We feel like we don't owe ourselves that explanation. Right. But we do. It's a, you know, I feel like we only owe that explanation because of the point of resolution. The point of a resolution is how can I better myself? How can I improve my overall well-being? And when we don't keep that promise, really your heart wasn't totally in it. And there has to be that point of, the why maybe wasn't lining up properly, right? That's 100% the case. I think a lot of times we make resolutions that we think we should, right? You make the resolution to quit smoking because I should I should stop smoking or you make the resolution to go to the gym because you should go to the gym, you know, that whole thing. And then because it's a thing you feel like you should do and not something that you ever really wanted to do, mm -hmm. I think we should allow ourselves... To make resolutions like, you know what? When I have a craving for that cookie, when I go for a coffee, I'm going to get that cookie instead of mm -hmm. like abstaining for things. Do something nice for yourself. Don't put yourself in a situation where the resolution is something you're just going to hate. No, 100%. I, last year I did something interesting. I didn't necessarily do a New Year's resolution. What I did is I started planning at the beginning of December, what do I see the new year the new year looking like for me? And how can I start that as early as possible? Because what I wanted to do is I wanted to enter in the new year with this different perspective and a new habit. Um, I didn't actually go through with it. I didn't go through with it only because I, I had a renovation going still. And I was pregnant. Right. Well, I was there you go. Not too much, right? 
But with that being said, I have decided that I'm going to flip the script on a few things. So years ago when it was, you know, I want to I want to lose weight. I want to go to the gym. Now it's, you know, instead, how about next year you find something that makes you really happy when you move? So I'm trying to figure out what that is. Is it maybe taking a dance class? Is it maybe uh, finding a new, um, you know, a new hiking trail every couple of months? So there's different things that I can do in that respect. And then the other one is I want to clean less. Hey. Right? That's, I mean, see, that's a challenge for you. Yeah. But it, I mean, it does sound like to some people that would be counterintuitive. That would be like not what people would do, but we've discussed about your cleaning addiction. Yes. And the thing is, is that I've, I've learned a few things. TikTok's a trove of, of information. And there's this wonderful content creator. I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Casey Davies. She's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And she gave a little bit of an insight that cleaning is morally neutral. It does not make you a better person. It does not make you a worse person. And right. yes, and she's got these closing night duties that she does every night and she does acts of kindness for herself so that way her morning's a little bit easier. So I've had to start looking at it that way. When Sawyer goes to sleep, you have a half hour to get everything set. And that's, you know, dishes are in the dishwasher. The coffee maker is ready to go, which, by the way, you've inspired me, Phil, to start filling the water up, putting the coffee actually in. That is a favor that you do for yourself because does your does your coffee maker have a timer? Does it automatically turn on? Yes. Because that is because then, you know, your alarm goes off. And you're like, I don't want to get up. And then you hear the sound of the coffee brewing and you're like, oh, yeah. oh I can get up. There it is. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm doing now is I'm entering in the new year with a, you know, if you don't clean something, it's not going to ruin your house. You're going to be fine. You're going to come back to it. I'm Another on this thing. whole road here. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing is that you can do is there are these great workbooks that you can find um i'll try to find some and i'll link them in the show notes which are basically like taking stock of the year that you've had and trying to set maybe a goal for the year but what do you want more of in the year what do you want to focus on in the year and i think that that is more healthy and productive than a new year's resolution which like i said usually ends up being something that you think you should do and not something that you want to do so it's really good to 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 do that, go through the exercise and and finish your new year with like an idea of what you want for the year. What do you want this year to bring you? It's a great way to it's a, I think it's more productive. Oh, definitely. Like that's it I mean again it forces you to think about that why. And and if that why is not there, then your heart's not in it and it's not going to do anything for you. Like really, it's just all you're going to feel is that that guilt next new year is going to roll around and you're like, what did I do this year? Yeah. Really? Well, I think that, I mean, another great thing is most of those workbooks are free. So you don't have to pay for them. You just print it off and you can go through it. I think that, that you know, doing the things that are good for you, nice for you, that's so important. So that when you, like, if you're focusing on the year, it's on the year ahead and like making choices, that's a that's a 
that's get again, it's like get the gift you're giving yourself for the morning, right? I think mm-hmm. it's really great to look at the year that you've had and then look at what uh, like is there something you want more of this year? Do you want less of? How do you get those? Those are great things to do. I know that for myself, it's been over the over the past two years or so, that kind of thing has been less because all I like, let's face it, it's like a, a trauma response to be like, I'm just gonna, I'm just like existing day to day to get through this pandemic. Um, <laughs> but now I feel like like there's more going on. There's more things that have happened. There's more things going to happen, and so it's time to start doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. My question is, what are some healthy introvert resolutions? Because the the first unhealthy one I can think of is I need to socialize more. That is a that is a terrible gift to give yourself. That is that is and that is a gift that comes from external sources that you're imposing on yourself. That's right. What I might look at is instead of thinking I want to socialize more, I would I would be thinking about how can I more strengthen the friendships and relationships that I have? I don't need to go out and socialize. I don't need to do that. But I have really good friends. How do I keep those friendships and not put everything on the friend to contact me? How do I make sure that 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 I'm the one that's reaching out now and then? You know, that sort of thing. Make sure that the friendship is a two-way street. That would be one thing that I would I would think of doing is is not socialize more but strengthen the relationships that are important to me and make sure that it's the ones that are important to you not all of your relationships the ones that are important to you that's right i had a friend reach out and tell me that their new year's resolution they didn't really want to call it that they're still trying to find a good name for it and and i'm going to suggest this episode when it is released (laughs) but they were they were mentioning to me that they want to find better ways throughout the new year to lay kind boundaries. So they have a really hard time with saying no to people. They want to help. They want to do everything. And and recently I've had something like that for myself. And they they've just mentioned I I think I really want to develop kind boundaries as in five phrases that can help me say what I need and make sure that I'm not burning myself you know, doing too much. And they felt so guilty for so long because they felt like they weren't nourishing those relationships. And I had to remind them that when your cup's empty, you're not nourishing anybody. No. You're not they're not giving anything. Yeah. I think it's super important to to keep that in mind. Like sometimes we feel like we're if we say no to something, we're a bad person. Right? We want to be helpful like your friend. We want to do that sort of thing. But you, if you say yes to everything, you can accomplish nothing, right? Yeah. And sometimes we say yes to things because there's a little voice in, in, in some of our heads. It's like, if I say no to this, this person is going to be angry with me and we won't be friends anymore, mm-hmm. right? And that's not really true. And if it is true, they were never your friend in the first place. Definitely. I think another one that... And I'm trying to, I can see the little idea that I'm trying to grab out of my head here. But another introvert-specific resolution that I thought would be helpful is for the social introverts out there, reining in those relationships and the ones that need to be nourished. 
it, like you know we were kind of touching on it but mm-hmm. i find that there are the social introverts who do spread themselves too thin and they mask themselves as that extrovert and i would encourage you coming into this into this year to do that kindness on yourself and find the relationships that are meaningful to you that need to stay meaningful to you that you need to nourish and and to not throw yourself to everybody (laughs) do yourself a favor be honor who you are yeah absolutely because you know again you if you're trying to to fill some kind of social quota you're never going to be satisfied and you're you're going to be always exhausted Mm -hmm. one thing that i would if, if somebody is like i'm i you know they're sort of like on that i want to socialize more I would reframe that because listen, I understand. Like I I haven't been able to test myself in a long time as to how long I can go without seeing people and still be happy. I know that it's a minimum of three weeks. After which I think I like I might be like I might start to be like, oh, I should probably see people. But if you're one of those that you could go a long time and you, you don't see people and you're quite happy to not see people. Maybe at that point, it's not about like forcing yourself to socialize, but reach out to your friends, say hello to your friends. That's how I've, how I've dealt with it when I'm like, huh, three weeks, I haven't spoken to another person. I'm like, I'm going to message a couple of friends, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that that's, that's when it becomes, it starts to get a little unhealthy. Yeah. You don't want to shut yourself in and away. Humans are social creatures. We're not totally social in that we need to, you know, be go, 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 go all the time. But yeah, we, we to a degree, you do need that bit of socialization. And yeah, yeah like you said, unhealthy is the right word. Yeah. yeah. It can get there. I'm trying to think about, you know, we have all of these traditions about, about resolutions. And there's so much, pre- some people put real pressure on both themselves and other people to come up with something. And I've never quite understood where that comes from. Mm -hmm. I know it's like the new year and things should be new and things should be exciting. But I'm always curious about like, why does it come down to I'm going to drink less? I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to quit smoking. Like, why is it these things and not um, I want I want to I want to fill my life with things that spark joy. I want to Mary Kondo your life or whatever. I how I I want to fill my life with I want to do more creative things this year and I'll start with this. Like why why do we feel the pressure to do these things that we're not not likely to succeed at? You know, I I think about it a lot especially like and I'm just using like again my old resolution of wanting to lose weight as the example. But you know, we follow a lot of influencers in life and that that's been true for a long time outside of social media. Like we've had magazines where people say like, here's why my life is successful and it can be successful for you too. And it comes down to collectively what we look at as success. So if somebody's not drinking a lot, they don't smoke, they exercise and they get out there and they meet people, that person must be the happiest person. I want that. I got to copy it. But what I've realized over time, as I've been kinder to my body and I've been looking at my my health, my actual health, it's, you know, I don't have to 
not eat pasta to be healthy. I just know that I can eat pasta, but maybe I'm going to include some veggies on the side as well. And that's been doing great for me. I've been getting veggies all, like for <laughs> years now in my diet. It's more about addition rather than subtraction. So what can we add into our life that enriches it more? So I don't have to necessarily quit drinking. I just know that maybe I should include more water if I'm going to have that that beer at the end of the night, make sure you have a glass of water at the end of it. One of the things that I, you know, as you're describing influencers and things, I, I, I think about how um, one of the things that we might consider if we are comparing ourselves to influencers and taking advice from them, we should look a little bit more closely to things surrounding them. For example, if somebody is giving you advice about weight loss and how much they exercise and, and, and how to get like, I don't know, the abs and the butt or whatever. Like, are they 20? Because if they're in their 20s, 20s, if they're in their 20s, listen, we all looked amazing. So many of us looked amazing in our 20s. I was so thin, unhealthily thin, but I was so thin and I didn't have to work at it at all. Back in those days, but you're, make, you're making me remember my earliest twenty. Right? I mean, oh, but I mean, these things, gosh. these things. It's so easy when you're young. Your metabolism is high. Your body is like doing all this stuff, and then things slow down as you get older. And so you can't compare yourself to if you're, since if you're in your twenties, enjoy it. This is what I want you to make your resolution. Appreciate the body and the and and the things that you have now. Because when you get a little bit older, you'll look back and you'll be like, huh, I really miss that body I had when I was 20, the one that I hated. I know. And listen, I, I feel like I'm about to say it only just because I'm I'm in my 30s. I'm 31 now. Mm-hmm. And, and if I'm saying that my body is creaking now whenever I get out of bed and I've got back issues... You know, it's it's it, not yeah. that it's going to go downhill from here. I'm not trying to say that, Phil. No, 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 no. no. But yeah, the other thing that you might want to look at is, I mean, somebody's in their 30s and they're doing this, this like lifestyle guru thing and they are fit and they are trim. Are they also rich? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Do they have nothing but time to do those things, to exercise, to they hire a nutritionist and this sort of thing? Like. If they are, if they're doing their videos in like a mansion, mm-hmm. maybe don't compare yourself to that. One hundred percent. And if you see link in bio to the stuff I'm using, they're getting paid to do that. One hundred percent. Remember, so that? yeah, sure, they are getting paid for that. You are their paycheck. Yes, you are their paycheck. Yep. I do think that. I think like reframing resolutions as we've been talking about is I think, I mean, it is the healthier way to go. It's mm-hmm. a much better way to look at it and to, and I think to, to, to choose resolutions that, 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 that are better for us. I think, have you ever seen those, like, have you ever encountered people who are like talking about their resolution before the new year? Yeah. They're insufferable. They are. No, they are. The the ones that, again, like, that's why I want to start the resolute, like, and I use quotes, start the resolution during December. But there's the people that don't start it yet. They just keep talking about it. 
and they're yeah. planning and they've got like all of this stuff and they're just dedicating their social media posts to it. Yeah. Barf. But also there's the whole like, because they're talking about it and they want to talk about yours, right? They talk about yours and they want to hear about your resolution and all that sort of stuff. And when they're talking about, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to, my membership starts on this date and I'm going to go on this date. They, like they start outlining the thing. What are you doing? And then there's the pressure to be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the, the gym too, which is not going to happen. But no. like there's the pressure to say that you have to have a resolution that is socially acceptable, not like mm -hmm. I'm going to be kinder to myself. You know, which is an excellent resolution, actually. I'm going to be kinder to myself. Yeah, because, well, they just don't see the merit in it, right? I, I mean, like, it's like folks that, it's like the folks that think a fat person just existing is glorifying obesity. Right. Right? It's like, if you're not making the actual steps to be this better person, you're doing something wrong and that's not the case. That's that's madness because I mean I mean and people have said this but you know if you look at somebody like Lizzo, Lizzo is a powerhouse and Lizzo is fit. Like she's up there dancing and she's doing and all this singing and, at the same time. Exactly. And playing the flute. No. So like like this is somebody who is is quote unquote obese and popular wisdom would be well she needs to lose weight to be able to do these things, but she doesn't. It the your weight has no bearing on what you can do, and if you're healthy, we are all just different sizes. I I took me eons to realize that eons. Like if you've met me in real life, like I I got legs, okay. I got I'm on the ZZ Top song. She got legs, and she knows how to use them, okay. <laughs> I realized that, but I, I am, a, I'm also a great runner. I used to run five kilometers and enjoy it. Okay. I, I, and I, my blood pressure is great. My joints are looking good. Those are the things I have to determine my health on cholesterol level. Those are the things that I look at now. And when I see people just enjoying their life and they're just, they're loving their body that's inspirational. That's amazing because it's radical. Is it not? It's yeah, radical. Absolutely, absolutely and it is. I just, I, I really, at the end of this, listeners, it is so important for you to reframe those resolutions. And, and this isn't really an introvert specific episode, but my goodness, enter in the new year just, just with kindness. Yes. If, and say, you don't even have to pick a resolution, but just be no. kind. No. And that's the thing is is if you go into this year and you don't have a New Year's resolution, that is no that is not a black mark against you. It's not a strike. It's you know what you're taking pressure off yourself. And it also means that you're it doesn't it doesn't mean you're not thoughtful. It doesn't mean that you you didn't take advantage of anything this year and you're not going to the next year. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to have one. That's right. That's right. You don't. And if, but if you do feel like you want one, like Jess said, enter, like choose one with kindness to yourself and to the people around you. Really think about it. If you're like, well, I should go to the gym. Let's think about your, like, if you, if this is the thing you do every year, 
Mm-hmm. Don't set yourself up to fail because in the second week of January, you are going to be miserable because you'll be right back not going to the gym. One. So be kind to yourself and choose something that that you enjoy, something that it will bring joy to your life. That's, I think, the most important thing. Oh, definitely. You know, just uh, if we can go back to the gym for a second here, if by the end of this episode, you, you just you still want to go to the gym, no problem. Mm-hmm. But, but if you go, remember, gyms can be boring. Yeah. It can be very boring. And as an introvert, you've got people that want to talk. Okay? So there's people yeah. that want to talk. Yeah. It's boring. And they don't care about your headphones. And if there's nothing interesting there, you're going to, I hate using the word, but you're going to fail. And, mm. and you, you know, like, I'm tempted to go back to the gym to be transparent. I'm tempted to go back. And the reason being is because I love running. I don't have a means of bringing a treadmill in here. And frankly, I don't want to run out in public. It's not because I'm self-conscious. It's because I just don't like running outside unless it's completely private and I can be alone. Running Mm. to me is, is, it's a spiritual thing. I really enjoy it and I love it. And that's the only reason why I'd want to go back to a gym. That's it, because it's got a treadmill. But the second that I get in like a new place and I'm able to get it, you're darn right, I'm getting a treadmill, and I love it. But please go to the gym again with kindness and with something about it that's going to be interesting. I've been there. I've done the gym. I've done it. I, I used to work out four to five days a week for two hours. I had a very unhealthy relationship with myself, and I still do, and I'm working through it. But my goodness, was there anything I was really interested in besides the treadmill? Yeah. Not really. No. And I hated it. And people talk to me all the time. <laughs> and I hated that more. Yeah. 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 I would say if you're if you are if you're set on going to the gym, don't just choose the first gym you see. <laughs> choose a gym you're going to want to go to. Because and you know everybody's like yes it should be close because let's face it if it's too far if you have to travel if it's any kind of hardship you're not going to go you ain't go but it's it's worth seeing if there's a gym in your area that you that you like mm-hmm. that has something about it that is is a draw for you mm-hmm. or again find another activity that requires you to move that is interesting to you yeah even Which if it's I- just walking like just yeah. walking every day is still a good way to get out moving. Do you know what there is on YouTube? There's walking workouts. If you need to go, if it's too cold outside and you, you're really dedicated to this and, and you want to work out, go on YouTube and look up walking workout. You can walk with a guide with somebody guided. It's low impact. You can still get that sweat on. You don't need the gym. Yeah. I found what I'm going to be doing movement and I'm going to I'm going to challenge myself I'm going to try pole fitness I'm going I'm going to do it Jess yep wow yep I did it I did it did you sign up for it did you sign up for it I haven't I haven't okay okay but I found the studio and they offer the beginner classes 
and it's like you just don't need any any experience just come on in and i i just i've had an interest in it for so long and i've seen people just talk about how much upper body strength they got how much cardio it is and and like i love that and how empowering come on now so yeah that's that's what i'm doing i put the research in i'm set I have a, I have a friend who they're doing it anymore, but they were competitive pole, and oh, wow. so like they worked on that pole in their house, all that sort of stuff. I remember I saw them once. They had their 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 like short sleeves on, and they're like their muscles had like angles. That's how like chiseled they were. Oh. Like like I was like, how 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 is that a thing? But that's because it's like you're supporting your body, but trying to make it look effortless, which is a huge challenge. Right. And what a way to work through self-esteem issues. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll, I'm trying to walk more. This is my thing. Cause now that my work has closed down the physical office, essentially, I'm now working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's becoming harder and harder to get out of the house and, and walk. Right. Especially cause the weather is getting colder, which makes it like the, the, you're like, oh, I could go, but I have to put on a scarf and it's slippery and it's cold and it's wind, you know, it's just like miserable. So that's getting harder, but right. I'm starting a month long planking challenge. Hey, good for you. So we'll see how that goes. And I want to keep, keep that going. Yeah. Um, so that's, and you know, I'm trying to push myself to walk and, and I've failed, not failed. I have, I have not successfully gone for a walk quite a few days but i'm doing the planking winter is a miserable time to try to do anything physical i know where you can walk can uh walk to that coffee shop across the street yes yes thank you no why don't why don't you walk there thank you for that yes yes yeah thank you i like to do an exercise with you just just really really briefly Aside, putting aside things like, you know, getting fit, exercising, moving, that sort of thing. What would you like more of in your life that you can control in 2023? Oh, that's an easy one. I would like more time, time allotted for reading or writing. I am embarrassed as to how long it's been since I've read a book. It's been a long time. A lot's been going on the last few years. But I would like to allot more time for external creativity mm. to come. I, w- I would like to read more and to write more. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I give you a tip? This is something that I yes. find really helpful. And, and it's also part of my weekend morning ritual to to find a good fireplace on YouTube and let that play and just not do anything else, put the phone down, that sort of thing. Yeah. And allow the crackling of that digital fire to be the sound and to let that be the thing that's in the background while you read or you write or that sort of thing. And super clearing because it, yeah. you know, there's something going on, there's something there, but that fireplace sound just makes it feel more warm. cozy, more warm. Yeah. Fairy love. I will do that. I've got a I've got an one of those electric fireplaces, you know, like it's actually a heater. Oh. I ha yeah, it's really pretty. It's a nice That's nice. Yeah. 
You want to get that? You want to get that? You want to get like a nice little blanket and curl up on the couch with uh, oh. some kind of book. This is what you want. The, absolutely. I've got, I've got like six blankets on that couch. Okay. <laughs> I have a husband that's always cold. You've got a blanket. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. Nice. Yeah. I think for me, the thing that I want more of in the new year, I want to continue my journey towards more consistent creative time. Mm. It's, there's always something, there's always something. Sometimes, you know, you finish the work day and you're like, your brain needs something and you still be like, I need some time with a video game. And then you realize it's nine o'clock and you haven't done any of the creative stuff that you wanted to do. It's really easy to do all that stuff. But I want to make sure that I have in my day and that I commit to more creative time, whatever that ends up being. And that can be reading, that can be writing, that can be podcast editing, all that sort of stuff. But it's, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I have more of that in my day. And that's sort of what I want in this, in, in 2023 for myself. Very nice. Very nice. I like that. I know you're going to do it. Thank you. Thank you. I have total faith in you. Well, I have faith that you will read some more books and do, and especially do some writing. I know you will. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, listeners, if you're, if, if you've been inspired by this, or if you have ideas of what you want to accomplish in the new year, we would love to hear that. Please email us in, let us know what you are doing, how you're being good to yourself in the new year. I, I, I want to hear all of those stories. Oh, me too. Inspire the crap out of me. Just do it. Absolutely. Send them on in. <laughs> so, have we learned anything today? I haven't learned anything, but I've been reminded that kindness must be the base of all all changes that I would like to make for my life. I would that was agree a really good 100%. reminder. I would agree with that 100% because I think that that is the thing that we can often lose sight of as uh, as introverts, as, as as people in the world at this time of year when people start talking about, about resolutions and the new year and that sort of thing. We make choices that are not kind to ourselves that end up disappointing. In, in a situation where we are disappointing ourselves later. Yeah. Kindness needs to be the place where you start with those resolutions or whatever you end up wanting to call them. Yeah. Like if you wouldn't talk to somebody, you know, if you wouldn't discourage somebody, if you wouldn't be compassionate to like you wouldn't do that to somebody else. Why on earth would you not extend that grace to yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Me too. Listeners, if you are wanting to celebrate the new year by giving to your favorite podcast for introverts, keep in mind that that you can do that. There's a link to the digital tip jar in the show notes, which you can see on the on the website and also on the the on the show notes on your favorite podcast app. Anything that you give us goes into helping us make this show. And the, and and if we had, let's say, for example, if five people donated $5 each month because you could do one time or recurring. If you chose to give a $5 recurring donation to this show, that would cover our hosting fees for, for keep giving you this show, which remember we give you for free each week. So if it's something you're thinking about doing, we would, we would be grateful and it will help us keep doing this show. 
Thank you so much and happy holidays.